Hey, dear people out there, we are back. Your favorite podcast. We're back, baby. We're back. Couldn't have waited for it, right? Ah, we're back. Ah. Oh, back. fuck. New year, yeah. New year, new me, dude. We all quit drinking and smoking. Did we? No, no. I would never do that. <laughs> oh, sorry. What the that's fuck? my other. It's my you other. Speak for yourself, It's my other please. friend group. I'm sorry. Any no. New Year's resolution? Uh, I'm hitting the gym, dude. I'm getting. I'm probably getting. I'm getting buff this year. I'm getting big. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Learning how to unscrew bottles. <laughs> Learning how to not to shake them before, I guess. Really? Like, would you like really to go to the gym, just look at a wall and pull weight? Like I wouldn't that. be looking at a wall. I'd be looking, like, in the mirror. <laughs> he would be flat, but not as wide. I, I really don't know if I would this get, is better. I would get naked in the gym. I'd have my underwear on, but I would get naked, get the like, the the uh, the least heavy weights that I can find, and just flex all day in front. Flex all day. I say that with like an emphasis that makes me uneasy. Actually, well, uh, you're not. It's gonna be a lot of people gonna be uneasy. In there, I'll tell you that right now. Man. Please tell me which one are you going to, so I'm not gonna join up. Ah, uh, we know you're not gonna join the gym, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I've been to gyms. Yeah, yeah some some guy named you Jim, guys. maybe. <laughs> I've been to gyms. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen gyms. Oh, no, Wait, that's gyms, the only. I hate it. I like you it. hate gyms? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a fun place to be, but you know, you gotta do it. Yeah, I mean, it's, you gotta do sports. If you want to be, a, a no, I'll tell you this right now. If you want to be in podcasting, you better hit the gym. <laughs> you need it. You need Joe Rogan is coming around. You need to be good. You, you need to be really good looking to do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we chose this medium. Yeah. <laughs> So we can presentable. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's why they say you have like a you have a body for radio. That's what they always yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. You're short. I think what they say is you have a face for radio, but like it. Um, uh, you know, who some say you know tomato tomato. You know, she said this, I said that. Who well, knows? we have shitty faces and bodies anyway. So. Yes. Yeah. Talk about yourself. I'm sexy and I know it. <laughs> I'm sexy and I don't know it, which is even sexier actually. <laughs> 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 So, what are you guys' New Year's resolutions? Oh, no, not have one. Um, I want more money. More? Find a job, yeah, that's mine. Find a job is not, you want, <laughs> it's not the same as one more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, almost so, the opposite, actually. Yeah, like, I need money in the first place. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Hey, you need money to spend money to make money, you know what they say. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my fucking conundrum I'm stuck in, man. That's the thing, I keep, I, my whole life, all I do is spend money, and I never make any. You know, that's the problem, man. Yeah, I have to fix this. I guess this was like a lie all along. The more you spend, the less money you have. This was kind of obvious, actually. <laughs> it's kind of obvious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're either born wealthy or you don't have money, and then you can spend it. Or yeah, not. like <laughs> me, however much money I spend, it doesn't change the fact that I have no, I have, I'm not anybody's cousin. I'm not anybody's nephew, even. You know, that's the problem, man. Like, yeah. I thought I was doing fine. I was doing fine. Then, you know, I went. In December till mid January to visit my nephews in Dubai, mm -hmm. and holy shit, that place is expensive. Like to have my like my daily intake of alcohol in a bar, <laughs> I would pay at least one hundred thirty forty euros. You wouldn't six. have it for long. That's what you, you would mean. die there faster <laughs> too, right? Yeah, I mean it's chili beer, like yeah. American Budweiser, Heineken, Stella, shit <sighs> like this, and it's like at least for 13 euros 14 13 14 euros for 13. a fucking pint wow. and it's shitty beer yeah 
no wonder these guys can't afford. That's why. That's actually why they uh, don't drink in Islam. It's too yeah. expensive. Yeah. <laughs> that's why Mohammed raised the prices. Yeah. So high, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's why he said don't do it because they kept spending uh, all, oh, all the tribal right. money on fucking mm. on on mojitos. <laughs> like, they, they got five casks and then the tribe was basically bankrupt. <laughs> Come on, guys, we gotta do better than this. What what is this pork? <laughs> do you know how much that shit costs? That that's cancelled too. Mm. Yeah, fuck that. Um, yeah. Because at once we found uh, like a bar who has like Belgian and German beers. No, oh, nice. Like, this is the. What was it called? Do you remember? The uh, bar. It's called Goose Island. Goose. <laughs> typical, typical German name. Like, <laughs> go to Bavaria. Uh, there was this called Goose Island. Just yeah. so you know, there were zero geese there. Like, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, but were there? <laughs> and like it's not an island. It's just like in a hotel. <laughs> Jesus, Goose Island. And they could have. They could have chosen any name. Is what you're saying and. Because there it wasn't an island and there were no geese and I still chose Goose Island. What the fuck? But wait, tell me this: isn't everything in Dubai a hotel? I mean, it's it's a f it's a big airport, hotel, mall, something around that. It's just mm. everybody calls you sir and they yeah. want to suck your penis, Damn. or, yeah, or whatever like, you got. Yeah, there. whatever you got there, and uh, <laughs> if they pay, if they just pay yeah, them. just so you can give them. Like, it's it's modern slavery. It's it's sad, mm. very sad. Very sad. Very very sad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be tired of being sad, guys. It's slavery there. It's just slavery there in Dubai. It is definitely. Yeah. And um, and I don't know why they're promoting. Like once I arrived to Dubai, I started getting those YouTube things from this guy. You know his name, Andrew Tate. Oh shit! You got what the fuck? What you, you got because messages? Private messages? You got from him? <laughs> did he did he no, invite no. you to Romania? You got top G. <laughs> it's just his content shit, man, and he he really loves Dubai because you know it's a dictatorship and mm. it's clean, zero taxes. But it's so expensive. This zero taxes shit is so stupid because it's you expensive. end up paying for everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so expensive. Man. Yeah, dude. Uh, but yeah, uh, so you're Tate head now, no? You're you're has you're a hustler. What the fuck is this guy? I I didn't I never knew him. I just knew him this like, this past month. I basically learned about him two weeks before his arrest. Like my girlfriend knew about him, not the way you might think, but like um. What do you mean? Like she's into weird cultists. But what what guys. way did we would think? Maybe like she, <laughs> she loves him. For example. He didn't write her inappropriate messages or something. <laughs> she tried to recruit her. <laughs> That's what I didn't mean. Yeah. Hey girl, you want to be on? You want to be camming for me from Germany? <laughs> and like I just learned about this thing. I think it is a hoax in the end, basically. But like he was basically arrested for a pizza carton. That's what they say, like a pizza box or something, because it had a QR code on it. That gave away his like hiding location, and oh, he yeah. showed it in a video yeah, true, or something. That. But that's bullshit, I think. In yeah, uh, I think it's not bullshit. I think it makes him part of PizzaGate. To be honest with you, <laughs> okay, yeah, integral part. Come on, think about it. It's he's doing uh, pizza here, pizza there, pizza, pizza here, Gate pizza 2. there. 2. He's doing doing human trafficking. PizzaGate is uh, you know some some about that too. Yeah, yeah. But wouldn't he be more one of the guys who actually believe in the PizzaGate conspiracy? I'm not sure. Uh, Isn't he like an anti-establishment guy? Or but something? the one doesn't cancel it. I don't know. People who are inside a Pizzagate conspiracy, they believe in it. Dude. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's how it works. Because they're doing it. <laughs> they don't even they need know to better. believe in it. <laughs> it's practice. Yeah. yeah. Dude, so you got the top G. Did you enlist into the um, 
into the course? Did you uh, listen to the Hustlers University? Hustlers, yeah, I, I, I mean, I saw the first video and I was like, ah, oh, this guy's gold. I get it. Because we just, we just were talking that you want more money in the, uh, in the coming years. So. Yeah, but I knew that it's a scam, of course. Mm. Hustlers money, man. It's good. Hustlers. He, he's the one hustling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you want me to go in so you get your. I your thought shipper. Hustlers University. He tells you how to like do digital prostitution because he's like a pimp, right? Uh, Andrew Tate. He has like girls that he. Like, he basically tells he you how to to <coughs> scam people in general. And no, but while he's scamming you. But the way the, the way he made money was he like had a, like a bunch of girls do um, cam videos in his like compound or whatever yeah yeah so i think the whole hustlers university outside of like telling you that it's important to uh uh important to i don't know what, what was his favorite like be, be, be a buff asshole be uh no not a bit like walk around in underwear and like you know do kickboxing or whatever <laughs> the the real and hate women he you have to hate women yeah but you successful. have to hate women because otherwise it's impossible to be a pimp it's very hard to be a pimp if you're a feminist it like becomes almost impossible but it's not because he's so bad he hates women it's because otherwise he won't be able to make it conflict of interest yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like if he didn't hate women he wouldn't we wouldn't even hear about this guy to be honest with you yeah happy i'm back nice we're happy you're back too dude you yeah, shouldn't man. stay too long yeah. in Dubai. Welcome back. Missed yeah. you guys. Yeah. We didn't, but, you know, it's okay. Yeah, I, d- I did. No, I'm saying we didn't miss you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> of course you were in Dubai. Of course you missed us. Yeah, of course I missed anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were here, you know, it's fine. So, Georg, you want to pitch in? Yeah, I mean, um, with... No, no, like with your cool, oh, yeah. <laughs> cool story. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like we weren't here in Berlin all the time, right? And like mm-hmm. we actually were in Munich. Um, we were in another, like, almost co- co- incidentally c- together, but like we were, yeah. Another ca- caliphate. Uh, kind of. Place, yeah. kind of. The German Dubai. Yeah, the German Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like uh, a little interesting story happened that uh, I want to tell. On our way back, I mean, like Ilya obviously knows it, but um, I'll make it short. It's kind of a zombie story, actually. Imagine that. Um, so yeah, Ilya, me, and our respective uh, better halves were uh, going back in a car from from Munich to Berlin, and um, at the northern border of uh, Bavaria, we were stopping because Ilya wanted to get a Happy Meal. Yeah, we were sponsored by McDonald's, right? Hey, let's. <laughs> it wasn't get like, a Happy it Meal. It wasn't like out of a, a play. We started talking that it's possible now to get adult Happy Meals. Right when we were, you I wanted t- to make it short. No, no, no. You, I don't want this to be blamed completely on me because you're gonna make it out like it's I have just, so many questions. <laughs> in you. We were driving up and we started talking about. Uh, uh, I don't know how we got to this point, but you guys told me that uh, uh, that there is exists such a thing now as Happy Meal for adults. Yes. I was like, wow. I wonder what it is because like adult toys. You know, I wonder if they're putting some, you know, unsavory into the, into the Happy Meal. And <laughs> I was. Imagine you go to McDonald's, get a Happy Meal, and get a dildo. Or yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> I but, wish that was the story. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and you know, then we were like, ah, so, uh, let's do a rest stop, you know. And I was like, oh, okay, may as well stop at somewhere where there's McDonald's because I want to check out. Maybe I can get a adult Happy Meal. Please continue. I just wanted to clear my name. Yeah, so we, we um, basically drove into the parking lot of this McDonald's, and it was pretty full. It was like the, the Christmas vacation traffic and everything, you know, everybody was on the road. So, like, it was the stupidest McDonald's, actually. I'm, I'm not blaming the McDonald's per se, but, like, the parking lot was exceptionally small for a McDonald's parking lot on the side of the fucking German Autobahn. 
that's one of the factors that led to everything, I would These say. These people make money off of real estate, okay? You don't have two extra parking spots? Come on, guy. So, Come it was on. pretty full. And I was driving around with my dear passengers in the in the car because allegedly some of them wanted a happy meal. Some of them wanted to go to the toilet. And um, I didn't find a free spot, actually. So I drove around. And on my way back out of this parking spot, I, I spotted a spot. And uh, it seemed pretty, like, uh, vacated. And so I drove my car very swiftly into it. The moment I turned off my engine, though... Can, my I, can I correct something? Yes. I, I know you want to make it a short story, but I just want to... <laughs> <just wanna, laughs> it's not going to be one. <laughs> I want to, like... Because you're, you're still... We're not angels, okay? I don't want to make it out like we're good people or whatever. No, you're, you wanted to eat Christmas. Uh, no, you, no. You, you wanted to eat... Not, happy meal not that part. I mean, so first of all, like you're not a good happy meal. We're all, as we talked before podcast, we're all incredibly depressed. So, I mean, if something is called happy meal, I think at least you gotta do is try and like get one. You know, yeah. see how see how it ha- see how it goes. You know? Exactly. Uh, but eat I'm, it while you're watching Peter Jordan Peterson. Yeah, try and yeah. like you clean up your room, eat a happy <laughs> meal, <laughs> happy meal. <laughs> see what the fuck <laughs> do barbiturates, go to Russian gulag. But anyway, the. Uh, what I'm saying, we're not angels, is that, you know, we drove by, there was like a line of cars, and uh, the, the cars were all waiting on a parking spot. But they were all waiting on two parking spots. There was one in the front, and there was one in the back. So, when we went around, we kind of assumed that whoever the car, whichever car was there, they would be parking into the parking spot that's closer to them, you know? But just in case... I the moment we saw that space, I from the back seat, I leaned over to Garrick and I went go 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 go, knowing full well that we are going to be cutting off some people. Yeah. But so also, Ilya is to blame. <laughs> I am to blame for this, but not for going to McDonald's. <laughs> I'll take the blame for that. Okay. I did whisper. Well, first of all, you're an adult. <laughs> More than that, you're older than me. I'm German. I'm do, I'm do as I told. <laughs> yeah, I'm screaming into your ear. orders. By this point, you should have learned to, you know. But uh, hey, I'm not saying we did anything wrong. I actually was four. You know, I think we did everything right. You know, so that's how we got into the parking spot. It was by cutting someone else off, but also we weren't sure if they were using this spot or the spot behind them because it, it was up for grabs. could be anything. Please continue. Well, I turned off my engine and the passenger door is being opened the exact same moment. Like there was no break in between. It was like exactly the same moment. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, like it didn't seem like my girlfriend who was sitting in the passenger seat like wanted to jump out of the car. So I turned around and I saw this crazy woman. Like, let's call her Karen for the sake of that story. Very obvious choice, I think. What's the German uh, Karen? Ka- Karin. 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 <laughs> That's actually my mother's name, so I'm not gonna. Call oh. her <laughs> I mean, makes sense. Makes sense. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Seeing her obs- offspring. <laughs> fuck you. Um, so Karen is standing outside of my open passenger's uh, uh, seat door and staring at me. Well, actually, she's not just staring. She's starting yelling the same moment she's opening it, saying something in German, like, I'm going to say it in English, of course, saying, like, this is our spot, we waited for it all the time, get out of it immediately, you fuck, and, like, I don't know if, if what actually she said, she said, like, fuck or something, but, like, she was definitely unfriendly and enraged, like, she was in fucking fight mode already. She opened the door. She opened the door, like, we discussed also very lengthily afterwards, like, that in America she wouldn't have opened the door, because otherwise she would have l- looked down the barrel of an AR-15 or something, 
Or but two AR-15. Oh, two no, AR-15. and you. If you were an American, you would have two. While I'm driving. So, anyways, like, as we're in Germany, people seem to do that. Like, it's not a common thing, but some crazy people seem to do that. And, like, yeah. Um, she was yelling at me, like, I should immediately leave, and that's hers. And, like, she was in absolutely crazy rage mode. And I, I iterated from, like, Please close the door and step away from the car and go to your car to see if you find another parking spot. Within five minutes or ten minutes, actually, it dragged out quite long to fuck off and close the door and leave us alone. But nothing, nothing in the spectrum made this woman calm down, go away, leave us alone. And her husband? And her husband also. I mean, like, it's not going to be a short story now. Um, I don't want it anyway. to be a short story. That's such a good okay. story. Don't I mean, you cut her off, man. Yeah. I, fuck I did um, well th- but that's here 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 is he like defending this one but let's see what happens is is he gonna be defending her further yeah let's or is see. he gonna like, regret his comments he is that he's, doing he's right always now? doing like the advocates the I know I hate like, this he, shit. he's gonna find a reason for why yeah. she was right and we're like, bad people I hate people when like, people you know do where this. this is going yeah <laughs> okay so, go on anyway defending like crazy people you know, yeah. we are bad people yeah but she's yeah. Uh, I'm defending crazy your mom person. It's not my mom, mom for sure. <laughs> she that is a Karen. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even have the name Karen. So, um, so her husband, to to not make the story short, also opened my door whilst she was already yelling at me. I just looked at him and looked him in the eye, said like, "Close the fucking door, step away from my car." And he did immediately. <laughs> so he, so funny. He he did. He was the same person. This lady two. like kept it open for ten minutes. He sh- he like straddles up five minutes later, <laughs> like, like tr- I guess trying to like live up to the fucking level that his yeah. wife just established. He's like, "Fuck, I gotta." I look like a fucking loser right now sitting in the car. Wife is d- doing all the work. He's coming up from the other side. He opens the door, looks in, goes like, "Hey, you better get out of this fucking parking spot." Garrett looks at him, goes like, F- "Like, go fuck yourself." And close the door, and he does. <laughs> <laughs> like he just does it <laughs> he doesn't even argue with him it's like closed no he says like you better get out of here and then he closes <laughs> yeah. like, that's it. get so, the fuck away okay yeah. <laughs> if his wife would have been more like him the story would end here but she wasn't um so like yeah the thing drags out for like five ten minutes and i'm like at at, at to the point where we're like we're ri- literally just staring at each other because every words ha- all the words have been exchanged there was nothing else to say i wasn't leaving <laughs> she wasn't leaving so i'm like what the fuck can i do now like the, i just went through it in my head like there was the option to call the police but like they would be fucking annoyed and like yeah i, I mean like not because of some bullshit like this or i could get violent because which would be like the stupidest solution i guess but believe me i wanted to um Anyways, I chose the middle ground, which is, like, stepping out of my car, going around the front of my car, and, like, slowly pushing the door close and telling her to please step away while she was basically still standing in the door and holding it open. And then, at some point, she just snapped. Like, literally just snapped in her mind and, like, sprung at me. She she jumped at me and, like, grabbed me at the neck and, like, started to scratch me and like I really had to had to hold her off at arm's length because she was going to zombie mode. I was really a bit afraid that she would bite my nose off or something. She was screaming. She was screaming. Screaming also. and crying. She was like everything tears all, at once, everywhere. Like, she was crying. She was crying and screaming the whole time while Georg was doing this, <laughs> <laughs> holding up my arms. That's what. He, yeah, sorry. This is or, or or audio medium. Away, he, yeah, your arms are up. You're backing away the whole time, <laughs> and it ended up they uh, well, they ended up like getting. Uh, 
uh, a little bit to the front of the car and it continued yeah, like and Ilya pointed out that like if we were in Russia we would have a running dash cam and it would be the internet hit of the year yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't unfortunately that would be the good outcome of the story but yeah like uh, it still wasn't a terrible outcome because like after like attacking me like very physically for about two minutes or so like my girlfriend stepped out Ilya stepped out her husband came again like all holding her back like dragging her away from me basically and I'm like fuck I did do anything what the where did this come from and then she throws like uh, if this wasn't enough already she throws the craziest tantrum she just like I, I, I would like it uh, likened to platoon to the famous platoon scene where the guy like goes on his knees and holds up his, his arms and cries she was basically <laughs> doing that in the parking lot yelling I hurt her I beat her I I, I, I punched her whatever like I didn't touch the woman except for when she uh, touched me and told, held her away you know and then she like completely cries and sobs and like throws the craziest tantrum you could see i've never seen anything <laughs> like this it was like tears everywhere it, she was screaming she was like telling him that people like him is what's wrong with the world at this moment i'm basically standing just there shocked and like yeah, trying yeah. to like compute what's actually happening while the others could perceive the situation more from that the was distance, i, I mean it was Primo, it was hilarious. Nobody <laughs> took a video of you. No, I know that was my next uh, year's. Re that's my next year's re resolution. I'm gonna start filming shit more. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. So yeah, the situation continues the way that like she like collects herself a li little. Like she's like stops sobbing and like then turns around to her husband saying like Get in the car, park him in. Get your get our car behind them so they can't flee. And I was like, What the fuck are we fleeing for? <laughs> you should flee. You, you attacked me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I also looked down at like my, my chest and saw like my had a V cut shirt on. It was like ripped open for like ten it's centimeters. A deep, it became a deep V cut. And uh, it was a very deep V cut. Yeah, and also cut. like saw some scratch marks. It was like, man, what the fuck must, must my neck look like? Yeah, it was real. Like you had like obviously. gotten to a fight with a cat or something. Yeah, a big one. Too. Like I, in the end, I think it was more her her rings or something or her 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 arm uh, whatever necklace or something. Mm. But then her then her nails. But it could have been both. Yeah. So. The guy parks his car behind us. We can't leave from this moment. That, that moment was like, yeah, so now we're fucking trapped here. Not that we wanted to. We came to McDonald's. I mean, like, yeah, we, we didn't even get... The, so wait, like, she told him to to block your way. Yeah. And he they said yes as well. Yeah, this because man is a fucking... <laughs> that's the biggest, like, I mean... He's an accomplice, basically. No, he's a hostage. He's a hostage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. tells him to get... To fuck off and close the door, he says, Yes, okay. That guy's like <laughs> definition of NPC. He just, yeah, he's, he's, just NPC, yeah, he's yeah. a side character, <laughs> not playable character. Yeah, yeah. He has like a couple of dialogue lines. You know, <laughs> it sure is traveling the Mojave after the nuclear winter. It sure <laughs> is tough. <laughs> so, from this moment on, I was pretty sure that the Solu uh, the solution to the whole situation could only be the police but I still didn't want to call them because I, I was pretty sure they would be pissed for good reasons but the thing is like they took that out of my hands that because the thing she said after like ordering him to park us in was like call the police and I was like at this moment I was really like yeah please call the police please call the police um, I was starting to argue with them a bit like seeing like how insane they are but Ilya reminded me these people have already proven to be absolutely nuts so there's no reasoning so I just wrote a cigarette set it back in the car smoked it and waited for the police to arrive which then like Ilya and my girlfriend 
Oh no! Wait, wait. Can, then you went to go. There's you one got more. your happy meal at the end. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's yeah. before that. I want to say one because the, the 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 my favorite part of the whole story. Once this happened, this lady's crying. She's screaming. Georg is the worst kind of person that can you know. And uh, there's there's a guy showing up from the other end of the parking lot. Oh my god, this guy! He's, I wanted to spare him out of the story. But no, like, no, that's my oh, favorite god, part of the story. He got like blonde, wavy hair, like middle-aged, kind of aging hippie or he whatever. Was, he was likened to Zac Efron. He kind of had the Zac Efron. Aging Zac Efron look, and also with fully in like skiing gear or some shit like there that. There were no mountains. We were in Bavaria, <laughs> but at the northern end of Bavaria, like, like the furthest far. away from the mountain. Last time he skied was like th- three days ago. Definitely, <laughs> he still got the gear on. And still in the mood. He's still he's showing up from the other end of the parking lot, being like, "I saw everything that happened. I saw everything that happened. These guys took their parking <laughs> spot. <laughs> like it was a crime. Like he witnessed somebody being killed. He's right. He's right. <laughs> and we're like." Dude, did you see the rest of what happened? <laughs> but anyway, he's like, when they're calling the cops, she's like, I'll testify. I'll fucking testify to the cops. Guess who wasn't there when the cops arrived? Yeah, the, the, when the cops... Cause he went the, back skiing, man. No, no, no. Because I went to get a... Uh, I, went to, I went to get my Happy Meal. Because I really needed to pick me up. Was it really a, like a Happy Meal for adults? No, no. Not even a thing. Just a regular ass I had to get a p- Happy Meal with fucking um, Mario uh, stuff. I yeah, they have Nintendo shit. Yeah. New Mario movie is coming out. Uh, but anyway, I got a Happy Meal. But wh- who do I see there? First of all, I see outside. The cops are already like interviewing the lady. The cops. Oh, no, really? The cop. The, the cops, cops came. The cops end. came, oh, and they're interviewing fuck. the lady. She's a little bit away from where we are. But who do I see while they're interviewing the lady? The guy who was like, "I'm going to testify to the cops." They seen everything. <laughs> He's just sitting there eating chicken nuggets. <laughs> just fully completely. The skier. The, the skier completely <laughs> forgot about his like stolen bow. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, this prick. Fuck you if you're listening. Um, so yeah, then like I didn't see the cop car. Like Ilya probably had a better view from inside. I didn't even see the cop car because I was still just sitting with Ilya's wife inside the the, the vehicle and my wife smoking smoking my cigarette, wife. calming down, preparing for the cop to arrive. Who then came? I just actually saw him approach by foot. I didn't even see his car alone. Like you know, from this moment, I was pretty sure I'm on this. I'm on the side of the winners here because, like, if they really thought I would have beaten up a woman like five minutes before, they, he, the cops wouldn't show show up alone and like with the, fa- the the expression on his face he had. He had the expression like, "Why the fuck am I here?" And um, knocked at my window. I said like, "Yeah, please come open the door." And like. Um, Explained the, the whole situation to him in short, and he said, yeah, well, I already talked to the women, like, saying, like, what can I do, what can I say to this crazy person, basically, um, and, like, yeah, uh, he was obviously annoyed that he was called to a situation like this. Um, and said like something like seeing my Berlin number plate he said something like yeah I, I bet in Berlin police wouldn't even show up for shit like this <laughs> he told you this <laughs> he told me this <laughs> <laughs> of course he was <laughs> and um, yeah he, he told me I, saw, I said to him like yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure like I'm on the I'm on the right here like uh, the only illegal things that happened or the, the slightly illegal things was like Karen and her and her NPC husband and he basically said yeah you are absolutely right with your assessment I already told him to un- uh, unblock your car and fuck off um, do you want to press charges the woman <laughs> said like she wants to press charges if you press charges but if you don't she won't and um, I said no I just want to leave <laughs> and like uh, I will and he wrote, charges if you <laughs> and then 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 he wrote down my name and said like yeah it's gonna go to the files but there will nothing come out of it and um wished me a good ride home end of story and then 
uh, when the others came, I stepped for another five minutes, stepped out of the car because, like, after that, like, I didn't want to drive the car because I was pretty enraged. And um, my 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 girlfriend did. Uh, so I saw the couple we were talking about all the time, Karen and her husband. Guess where they were? In an open parking spot, <laughs> standing with their car there and arguing like with wild gestures inside the car so she was probably like scolding him for not beating me up or something i don't oh, know man. i wish i was like a fly somewhere yeah that could be listening into this conversation and oh. then they like <laughs> just like pulled out of the parking spot and never gave us another look never they they very we very decidedly do, not give us we a tried look. to have eye contact yeah. not mean order but just like catch a yeah. glimpse but yeah like no, goodbye no, they, <laughs> they definitely didn't give us a look they and really they just went and we never saw them again Real quick, when the cop showed up, after he showed up, when he closed the door, I whispered, fuck the police, when he, when he left. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Wow, such a rebellious <laughs> yeah, was just, like anarchist <laughs> in five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the cops. So yeah, no, nothing bad to say actually about the cops. Yeah. The cops were great. They, they assessed the situation pretty efficiently and uh, solved it pretty efficiently. Like, I, they could have shot her, but like, unfortunately, she didn't give them a reason. You know what's weird? When I saw the cop showing up, like when we were already in the car, he was like behind us, and I looked back. I saw his uniform. It was like the police was written in this, like on a blue background with like these golden letters. Yeah, yeah, and Bavaria they have like a different. For a second, I gold. thought the McDonald's has like their own. <laughs> their own police. Their own police force. Their own McDonald's police force. Yeah. Arrived <laughs> and shot everybody dead. <laughs> Fucking clowns. It's yeah. American way. Yeah. So that was my. Um, that was my goodbye from 2022 and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. pretty much ended as it began. Very nice. All of this because fucking Ilya wanted a happy meal. And he still denies it even. Yeah. I don't. It was because I told you to park in the spot. It wasn't because of a happy meal. Happy I mean, meal. Yeah, yeah. Was I spotted? I mean, she overreacted, but you were the asshole. Uh, no, I agree. We there were, we go. There we no, go. No, no, no. <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> I think it's like, it's okay to be an asshole and you shouldn't get beat up for being an asshole. You know what I mean? We have we live in a society. She you know just scratched him. Come on. Yeah, but she was like a nuisance about it. Yeah. No, she wasn't. She didn't. Like she was. Uh, she made a whole scene. It dude. was it like wasn't. it was assault. Like yeah, uh, it it was I could have pressed charges for assault, which would still be like too minor to really go to court or something. But technically, that was assault. It was pretty intense. I mean, I've like she like that. I've never I've never seen a girl go like that. You know. You know. How old were they? That's and the craziest thing. Like, you might imagine they would be, like, 50, 60 years old people. Yeah. But, like, she was, like, our age. She was, like, 30, 35, something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely bougie, Middle normal person looking. Like, Yeah. I don't know where this built. So that's the thing. I don't think it was, like, a bad day. I think that's just how she is. I don't think it was, like, anything, like... Yeah. And, like, she was the definition of entitled, I mean. Yeah. And entitled, that's entitled. what the character is. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's why I call person. it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I do... Th the Getting that... Uh, parking spot from them was still the sweetest thing ever. It felt so good. And then we could keep it, actually. Now we could keep it. <laughs> like, the moment we parked in, do you see her... <laughs> the horn started blasting. Oh, she blasted her horn? Yeah, yeah, she was, they were blasting the horn mm. first, and they were like, get the fuck out of my parking spot. <laughs> anyway, what, another nice thing about it is that you think about Germany, you don't think about trashy fights in McDonald's parking lots, but it does happen here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With and, and we are involved. <laughs> with, <laughs> exactly. With middle That's classers, <laughs> no less. With middle classers, dude. Yeah, it was a pretty classy, trashy McDonald's fight. Yeah, it was really classy. Yeah, it was for a trashy reason, but it was like uh, it conducted was like, in a classy way. It was like Lamborghinis. Were they fat? No, 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 normal, normal kind of size. They had like a nicer BMW than I have. Yeah. 
Georgas a fucking BMW. <laughs> Dude, imagine the, now if we had fucking any German. listeners, we just lost them. If we yeah. had <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, audience. <laughs> it's an old one. It's an old, it's an old one. one. He's, still uh, he's like, not, you know. Yeah, he's just taking good care of it. Yeah. They bought theirs like five minutes ago, actually. Yeah, they had a nice one. Anyway, but that was uh, that was the that was the Karina. The Christmas story, basically. Yeah. So what do what what do we li- what what are the lessons from the story? You think lessons from the story, dude? Fucking shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah, dude. Lesson of the <laughs> yeah. story: I was I, I I I was afraid for the lives of my officers and my friends of other <laughs> my fellow officers <laughs> of the police force. Yeah, I had to defend myself. You know. <laughs> She deserved it, but uh, yeah, I do. I am. I am glad we don't have uh, guns in this country because she might as well have had a gun. <laughs> she would have shot first. And also, I know this. Like, uh, I don't want to make this misogynist because if it was a man, me and Georg would be dead. <laughs> right now, <laughs> this wouldn't be a fun story. We'd be dead if it was a guy. <laughs> wouldn't be a story. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be a story. We wouldn't be telling it. if it was a guy. So, shouts out to women for you know not being as strong and not killing us. Thanks. Not, not for lack of an attempt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, should we continue with the more sincere part of the... Yeah, sure, sure. The afternoon? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, so, today, like, this might be a transition now, but, but today I'm talking about a bit of a tragic story, actually. Like, um, it's an American story. It's a German story. It's a cowboy story. It's a music story. And in the end, of most of all, it's a tragic story, actually. Um, but let me start with that. Like, have you ever heard about a guy called Dean Reed or also known as the Red Elvis? Because I haven't, like, since before two weeks ago, I've never heard about this guy before. He's no I, relation to Lou Reed. He has no, li- really, uh, pardon name. It's, they have Does the have same any... last name, but are not blood relatives. Does he have any relation to White Elvis? Who's White Elvis? Like, the Elvis Presley, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Elvis, Elvis. Yeah. Uh, no, also not. Like, they they are contemporaries of sorts, and they had a similar profession, but... Uh, and they are allegedly both good-looking, but um, that's it, basically. Allegedly. What they do you mean, are, allegedly? They're, they're both this American. will die before he admits a guy is good-looking. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean, what, I'm say, what I mean by that, what I mean by that is, like, I can see why... People think Elvis Presley, Presley was an exceptionally l- good-looking man. Dean Reed, on the other hand, is an averagely good-looking. Yeah, man. I saw his picture. I was like, mm, not he's not cutting it, you know. But maybe he was charismatic. That's another thing. He for sure was. He for sure was. But still, like, I mean, I don't know. Like it, some some guys, like I'm gonna tell you his whole story, and you'll know better afterwards. But hopefully, will. But. Um, some people say, like, if some things might have gone a different route in Dean Reed's life, he might might have been, like, the better Elvis, another Elvis, or whatever. In the end, he ended up being a red Elvis, which uh, will be pretty clear after I told you the story why why that's his moniker. But I don't really think he had a, ever stood a chance against Elvis Presley, really. Dude, this guy was a fucking monster. In terms of looks. In terms of looks, in terms of musicality, in terms of management, in terms of success. Yeah. Didn't they pump yeah. in, Elvis? In terms of politics, he way, uh, way, way, way won against, uh, Dean Reed won against Elvis Presley. I mean, like Elvis Presley was pretty much like a everyday American capitalism is great, communism is bad guy. Um, but in every, in every other field, Elvis Presley won over. Just one tip for mm-hmm. musicians out there. You, you lose in politics, win in money, dude. Don't forget that. 
Yeah. Take that from a college dropout. Yes, dude. But yeah, to answer my question. Or to repeat my question, rather, <laughs> have you ever heard about this guy before? I mean, like, obviously, I let them know what the story today will be about. But have you ever heard? Because, like, I'm, I'm when I look at at Moth, I'm, I'm not actually like, expecting any yes as an answer because, like, how and why? We don't but, expect much from Moth. But you <laughs> also this. Yeah, yeah. But but you might you're a bit too young, I guess. But you, Ilya, might have heard about Dean Reed because he was quite popular in the Soviet Union. Actually. I'll be honest with you, man. Nah. Never. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Was he more popular than Stalin? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because the, the only good musician I remember from Soviet Union is Stalin. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a supreme... <laughs> was he a composer <laughs> also? <or what? laughs> no, he was, a, he was in a boys band. <laughs> <laughs> What's, what was it called? The Comrades? Uh, Comrade 5, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you haven't. Um, which is not the surprise, as I said. Yeah. Um, Actually, We're going to change that now. We could change that now. We should change that. Actually, Dean Reed's life starts out pretty inconspicuously. Like, he was average guy born in Denver, Colorado, or rather on the outskirts. Guess what? He was born on a farm. It was a chicken farm, though. It was not a posh ranch. Um, had two brothers, all-American family. Father was a Republican conservative. Mother was a housewife. You know, like uh, like... Families in the U.S., white families, to be sure, in the U.S. were in the 1950s. You know what? If he didn't have so many eggs growing up, he probably would have been just as good looking as the real Elvis. He had too many eggs, you mean? I think so. Why, yeah. Are eggs bad for you? Isn't there a lot of protein in it? Yeah, but they fuck your face up, the proteins, you know? <laughs> you become too, like, too buff in your face. <laughs> Is this science now? Yeah, dude. Have you seen Joe Rogan? <laughs> Ivermectin is great for you. For your face? Yeah. Yeah, for everything. So the funny thing is, like, this guy got into music, like, the real Elvis, as a pretty young person, but, like, I don't know, I think Elvis Presley came from a somewhat musical family, right? I, I don't know. Like, most of his stuff was also stolen from African-American artists, to be sure. That's one thing that you can ha hold as an advantage of Dean Reed. He, he, was, he was also covering a lot of songs, but the ones he wrote... That were more mostly not too successful or or um, either good. I think personally, he wrote them himself at least, and he got into music because that's a very classical part of the of his story. Is um, he got into music because he had to pay for tuition when he went to the University of Colorado Jeez. to study meteorolo meteorology. I hate this word meteorology. That's right, right. Um, so he, he started doing music so he can pay his student debt. Basically, yes. Yeah, fucking US. He, 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 <laughs> yeah, but back then it was like fifty bucks. <laughs> but even back then, his family wasn't. Oh, they had God. they had three sons, and like uh, he wasn't really uh, able to afford his tuition. And the University of Colorado, like, correct me if I'm wrong or if you know better, isn't that prestigious? It's not an Ivy League university where tuition is crazy high, I guess. But still, young Dean had to basically um, go from bar to bar in Denver and like. Um, plays guitar and sing there and uh, make an extra money from the tips basically that's that's how his musical career started and what's meteorology meteorology is uh, the science of weather weather forecasting mm. finding meteors no I don't think that. I think that's astrology mm. um, that's ast astrology yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he wanted to become a meteorologist but he had to settle for being a musician uh, no no not really like he actually finished studying meteorology oh. and like technically was a meteorologist man how much often more often do i have to say this word 
by profession, but that means you go after the news on on the TV on the green screen. And I don't even think you have to study meteorology for that. <laughs> no, you just have to be like a good looking. Lady, <laughs> Actually, right? yeah. he could have done that. I think he should have just been a chick. Anyways, lo- so um, uh, Dean um, found his talent or alleged talent. <laughs> well, he, I don't want to shit on him this way. Like he, he was a musician. He was a proper musician. We're he, gonna, could, he could play and sing and everything. In here right now, in the uh, in the editing, we're gonna put in the worst song that he ever written, <laughs> so people can hear it. If you want to be sued, be sure. Thunder Um, his estate. I'm. Sh- I mean, like the thing is, like most of his stuff has actually been released in socialist countries. But I'm pretty sure some American businessman bought the rights yeah, for yeah. all of it and like might still sue us if he listened to that podcast. So if you're still up and and there you heard a song or will hear a song, we'll we're, put the link. No, we have we'll no listeners. Link, <laughs> we'll put links down there. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to risk losing this lucrative podcast. That we're exactly. <laughs> our, our lucrative deals with McDonald's <laughs> yeah. and all this. Our lawyers told us not. In Dubai. <laughs> anyway, sorry guys, we don't want to lose our BMWs. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's how he got into music, and um, the thing is, like, after he, he, he oh. Well, I don't even know if he dropped out or finished this study. He definitely found out he didn't want to be a meteorologist. And so he went like, okay, what what do you do if you've just found new talent in alleged talent, in self-perceived talent, in music, and live in America in the 1950s and early 60s? What do you do? Where do you go then for? You go to war. You go to Vietnam. Los Angeles. All right. Exactly. (laughs) You go to Los Angeles. Absolutely right. You go to Los Angeles. And he went there, and he also had a little success there. The thing with Dean Reed is, like, he always, like... I'm not even sure if he, if he was craving success, really, but he, he was always trying to get a foot in the door. You know, he was always trying to make it, but never really made it, actually. He wasn't, he wasn't completely a failure in this field, but he never had this, like, mainstream success that probably was his goal. So like he got, went to Los Angeles, got some deals here, played in some or like played a role in in a in a in a CBS sitcom called Bachelor Father. Like it's in monochrome, so it's like from the late 1950s. Nobody knows that show anymore. Bachelor Father. It's called Bachelor Father. Yeah. And Whoa, that was a crazy idea. <laughs> it was a crazy idea, but a man who had sex <laughs> before marriage. That was, that was a new TV show on CBS. Taking care of his children because <laughs> the woman he slept with got killed. Ah, this man, a story of a man who put shorts on and went outside. Exactly. So, yeah, being in Los Angeles, he met this guy called Peyton, uh, Patton. It's written with one T, so I think it's Patton, Peyton, whatever. Price, uh, he was like a like a fringe outside mainstream US movie business, uh, um, um, well, Actor coach is that what it's called? Like acting coach, acting coach, acting acting teacher, and um, he um, kind of introduced Dean to the concept of expressing, (laughs) as stupid as it sounds, but expressing his uh, one's own ideas through art. That was like pretty new to to Dean at that time. True, actually, like people back then didn't even know that that's like possible. Yeah, I mean, like they 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 didn't write their own songs. Usually, they weren't managed by themselves. They 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 basically did what they were told. They had like fifteen songs and like. The way a guy is a good singer is that you're just better at singing this particular song. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Exactly. And like uh, another guy who influenced him artistically is uh, John Forsyth. 
and like uh, that's just a little, little little side note here but like i think it's pretty funny because also part of the story of dean reed is like he met a lot of more slightly or way more um popular or prominent people in his life he's basically a bit like the what's the guy like the movie you know like the all-american guy played by tom hanks early Ooh, 90s movie He's basically like a uh, bit like the Forrest Gump, you know. His, <laughs> his life is more like meeting people than actually doing things themselves. Yeah. Uh, well, Forrest Gump did a lot. Of he, he, yeah. He was yeah. first man on the moon, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. I think you remember correctly. He went to Vietnam. He went to Vietnam. I like it the way you say it. Anyways, uh, John Forsyth, who, who Dean Reed met also in Hollywood and in, in making this CBS sitcom Bachelor Father, is actually uh, you do not don't know the name, right? Like you have never like, which one? John Forsyth. I mean, like when I when I read it, like I was like, yeah, I've heard it before, but I don't know who it is actually. He's known for two things, and I'm sure you know both of them. John this Forsyth one. is um, the the boss of Charlie's Angels. He's Charlie basically. Oh, but wow. you never see him in the show. You just so hear him. You just hear him. Um, and also, like uh, I don't know, it was a very popular. But later in the eighties, it was a very popular um, TV sitcom from the US in Germany, though also in the US. It's called uh, Dynasty. Yeah, Dynasty. Dynasty. Yeah. It's yeah. about the people in Texas. Fun something. fact: in Germany, it's called the Denver Clan. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> okay, so it's reason. not in Texas. I thought it was in Texas. Anyways, uh, and uh, this guy, like, so John Forsythe, he met, like, he met, uh, or Dean Reed rather met this guy um, in his early career, and he helped him a little. But all of this, like, actually taking these acting classes at prices and like meeting John Forsythe and get a little help from him, um, didn't make the cut for Dean. He also had like a like a musical career on the side still, um, and he he recorded some some records. Like one of one of the singles is called The Search. I've not heard the song, but like, give it a try. Maybe that's the one we can play. And it's actually his most, but his most successful. From what I read, that's when, that's his first single when he got actually a, a contract for seven years. Let's keep playing for seven years. Exactly. Like by then, imagine that, like they got seven year contracts, but then basically you, so, you sold your, yeah, on the other hand, you sold your soul to a record company where it was like a slave for making records for seven years for them. I mean, for he went to Hollywood. He, he wasn't expecting to be like, <laughs> come on. Late, later on in his life, when, when he got interviewed, he described this time in Hollywood as like a prostitution camp. It's oh. <laughs> literally the words that he, yeah, that he used. Makes sense. Um, so he was pretty like f to to little go into the inside perspective of Dean. He was pretty unhappy there. Like he was pretty pretty much feeling like a like a like a doll you put on the stage and that dances for you or something. I guess, uh, and like he might have thought differently if he became really successful and rich, but he didn't do. Uh, he didn't become that anyways. So. Um, he it, uh, like just for comparison, like the search is his most successful single reached number ninety six on the Billboard charts, um, oh. in the U S. in the U S. though, <laughs> and here, Dean's life takes a little turn, because like U S. American music wasn't just um, popular in in the U S. by the time, but also around the, all of the globe or most of the globe, at least in the capitalist country, um, and it, so was it in South America, Latin America. And in Argentina, Dean's single "The Search" um, scored number one on the musical ch music yeah, charts. Number there. two is Elvis, actually. The real Num oh. the number two was Elvis. He was like actually he outvoted or he he, he his fans outvoted Elvis uh, to second uh, place in like a in like a popularity contest, which was yeah, totally scientific. Is that, <laughs> what, is that one around the time when Elvis died? Did he kill himself because of No, no, we're, we're about in like the, the early 60s here. Ah, so right. like Elvis was at the 
maybe even more at the beginning rather than the height of his career. Goddamn. Um, so in like, Dean found out, or rather his his Capital Records, I think it was Capital Records managers found out like there was a buck to be made from Dean, but not in the U.S. but in Latin America. Dineros. Dineros were made. And so, in 1961, they sent uh, Young Dean to a concert tour through Argentina, Chile, uh, Brazil, and Peru. And that's where his life really took the most impactful turn, I think. Because um, down there, he, like Dean, for the first time being out of the American bubble, basically realized how the world can be, at least in other parts of the world. And he really saw, like extreme poverty and like back then like in the 60s and 70s like let's say like 65 to 75 was like a really uh, formative phase you could say for for latin america where like most of the countries were had like dictatorships of sorts um, and america is like and america, US of them. US america, america is sponsoring most of them <laughs> and um yeah, and like like twenty twenty percent of the population of most of these countries that I just named ran the country while the other eighty percent toiled for them, and um, you can say you can make fun of Dean what you want, but he found this to be very problematic. That's just crazy like, that he went there and he figured it out. He pieced it together. Usually the, people just go with it and they're like, oh, it's yeah, nice, uh, nice yeah, cocktails. That's how that's how it goes here, I guess. Yeah, yeah he, he figured it out and like he really really took a heart for for the poor of of Latin America, and. Um, in the end, uh, it even made him, because that's also one of the countries where he was most popular, made him move to Argentina mm. in the 1960s. Um, I can't really say like if it was more like the, the, the outlook on a potential success or being a real star there, or also just his his deep-felt connection to the Argentinian people. Yeah, 100% um, it's a star thing, but it doesn't take away from... You know, whatever content he produces it's, later. It's up to you to choose. The thing is, like, Argentina between 1958 and 1966 had, uh, despite from what I just said, its most democratic face in probably most of uh, the 20th century. And it was about to end. <laughs> it was about to end. It just had uh, the, the, the Peronist, like uh, uh, Juan Perón, you might know him. He's like the, well, you could say he's the Hitler of Latin America Peron. without killing all the people. Uh, but he's for sure is a bit of a fascist, I, I would say. Um, not a bit. He, he was a fascist. <laughs> he, he was actually supporting the real Nazis, like if that if that like is is an indicator. And uh, but his first rule ended in 1958, and um, then a phase of uh, democracy and uh, actually actually elected governments um, were in power in Argentina from 1958 to 1966, and that's like at least the latter half of that is pretty much the time when when um, Dean lived there. And yeah, he also like it's not like there's the, I didn't find a description that he like found a book of Marx and read it and then became a Marxist or something. But probably interacting with the political activists fighting against uh, fascist or pseudo fascist regimes backed by the U.S. in Latin America actually made him realize a his country isn't probably doing the most uh, like uh, well morally um, not the best thing. Not the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> they can there. be pretty big swine sometimes. And like um, that actually uh, there's alternatives to capitalist societies, you could say. I mean, none of these countries were socialist back then, but they had strong socialist movements who yeah, yeah. were in like uh, to the throat fights with staunch anti-communist uh, military dictatorships uh, or ones in, 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 in the making. Um. So, um, 
he could you could say he became a socialist Marxist in that time. And from his uh, um, Argentinian friends, he was actually convinced to also go to um, the what's it called? It's the World Peace Congress, which is also like has a musical part, like a World Peace Festival or something in Helsinki, um, in the late 1960s. And that's also where his life took another turn. Um, because when he went there, he for the first time met people who were from actual socialist countries in Eastern Europe, uh, furthermore the, the Soviet Union, and he considered them his comrades. And yeah, he actually wanted to learn how their life was in their countries. And he, I mean, you got to picture him as a bit naive, you know, like he, he probably like in the end, he, he's, impressionable, a, impressionable. he's a country boy, dude. He's a country boy. Like, so, but in the end, like he, it's, it's a bit like you can imagine like an American exchanging, like capitalism is the best thing, shooting his revolver in the air to like, we have to overthrow capitalism in, in, in its, in their unique American way, you know, like in their, in their friendly, naive way. That's a bit like how I imagine or picture um, Dean Reed. I love closing my eyes and picturing how Americans would do uh, communism. You know? On the other side, <laughs> to to <laughs> yeah, like the, the, star, run the, ads. the stars yeah. in the flag would be red. red star. <laughs> um, on the other side, like he he's like still to this day very beloved by people, especially in Argentina and Chile, because like the, he supported like as good as an artist and a musician can do that, but like he really supported their fights and like. Um, for for yeah for a more um, for a more equal and more just society, like he did it in a way of like he sang songs at marches and stuff. But um, but also like uh, again in March nineteen sixty six, for example, in Argentina, in Buenos Aires, to be clear, he met Che Guevara, who was uh, basically at almost at the end of his life, like in from nineteen sixty five to nineteen sixty seven, uh, having left Cuba. Guevara was on his world tour, uh, sparking revolutions in Africa and Central America. Not so successful, you could say, in the end. And also, obviously, he found his his early death in 1967 in Bolivia. But basically, a year before that happened, uh, Dean Reed met him in, in Argentina. And um, they had a little talk about communism, I guess. It's not It's not really... Um, a lot of people don't know that Dean Reed actually gave Che Guevara the idea to put his face on T-shirts. Oh yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Like he he had like you know that's obviously a very an American capitalist idea. Like that's where it came from. Yeah, yeah. and that's how how like everywhere uh, Che Guevara would go, he would throw up yeah, and, and, and that's how he funded <laughs> his his guerrilla movement. But it's also. fucking amazing to be Che Guevara, man. dude. I mean, I honestly, out of all the people in history, Che Guevara, top one, top yeah, one person. <laughs> I thought it was Stalin. I let him stay on my couch for so Stalin long. too. Che Stalin was his favorite boy band. Guy. Yeah. yeah well, later, later that changed to he was in that boy band. The, which che, che, Guevara? Che, che Guevara was in the boy band. He mm. was one of the five comrades. Yeah. Comrade five. Mm-hmm. So um, one very, uh, to this day at least in Chile, one very uh, famous thing that Dean Reed did, and like just to to be sure, like in 1973, or then rather I should start earlier, 1970. Salvador Allende, you know that guy, right? Allende, we'll he, he was he was elected uh, the first time as well. Actually, it was the second time, I think. I don't know. Look it up. Um, as president, as no first as time. It was first first term. In the middle of the term, they they got him. Then it was his first term. Nine nine eleven, by the way. Really? It was on nine eleven. Oh, really? Yeah. Not a good day. <laughs> um, 
So Allende was also president in 1970, and like he was about to be uh, re-elected. Um, as he was, he was a socialist, but he didn't overthrow the government. He was democratically elected and undemocratically killed later. And um, to protest against the support that Allende's enemies in Chile had by the U.S., um, Dean Reed went in front of the U.S. Embassy of Chile and famously um, washed an American flag in front of the embassy to basically wash off all the Amer evil American deeds of what the did he do American with it flag. Before? Hmm? What did he do it with before? Did he poop on it? No, I think it was basically it was a clean flag that he symbolically ah, washed okay, again. It was, it was Maybe <laughs> I, he could have made it more dramatically and, and put some red blood color uh, uh, color on it or paint on it, but he didn't do it. It was a white flag and like it was an American flag, not white. But uh, he washed a uh, washed a clean flag. It was a symbolic thing, man. That's art, you know. He's an artist. I like it. Um, yeah. The thing is. Um, What's so funny about it is he was arrested, not by the U.S. Marines guarding the embassy or something. He was arrested by Chilean police uh, for doing that. And let, that actually led to major support, even more than he already had in, in uh, Chile's population, uh, for Allende. Because it showed very obviously what power the U.S. have in Chile for, <laughs> for that for an act of an American in front of an American embassy, the Chilean police comes and arrests him. That's basically. insane that he, like, survived that. They, they didn't just off him. I mean, like, that was, that was before the dictatorship, actually. It was oh, okay. full-fledged. So there was still some, yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't e as easy as it became later to, to make people disappear in pew, Chile. Pew, pew. Exactly. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. That's how they but, do. yeah, like, around this time, from 1966 to 1970, things in Argentina and Chile changed. Like, uh, after 1973, both of the countries have been full-fledged uh, military dictatorships for a decade. Um, and so, um, yeah, uh, it turned a bit hot for a commie like Dean Reed there. And um, having met all this European communists in Helsinki at this festival before, he decided to move to Europe. Um, and as he was actually like for an American also you have, have to give him the kudos he spoke by that time not all of the languages but at the time of his death he spoke apart from English he spoke Italian Spanish Russian and German whoa and um, so insane. but at this time he only spoke English and Spanish I think so he moved to Spain which I find found, find pretty funny and amusing also because it's very American because he moved to fascist Spain <laughs> like, <laughs> fleeing fleeing Latin American dictatorships he moved to fascist Spain but he probably didn't speak that many well, he spoke <laughs> the language yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, he found he found out like that that probably wasn't the best place in Europe to stay and um, later on moved to Italy, where all the commie actors and artists of the time lived in Europe. If you want, if you want to be one, you gotta live in Rome, where he lived also for a while. I thought you gotta live in Bologna or something like that. No, Rome was the place, uh, man. Okay, sorry. Mm. So, um, but as he, as I said, like took himself serious as a Marxist, and he wanted to see the real socialist life. He, after Rome, stayed there for one or two years. Um, realized no, his future is in the so-called Eastern Bloc, and um, the thing is, um, his he had an American wife when he moved to Argentina, when he did his like Chile and Argentina things. But like um, after after moving to Europe, did they have children or anything? Um, I think he had one child by that point. Yeah. But like his 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 private life is uh, not well documented. I mean, like of course, it, 
like you, you can find like dates of birth and stuff like this but like how his relationship to his family actually was is not very well documented he was more like a like a public person than like a, you don't know much about his private life actually the thing is um his wife at the point when he moved to europe was pretty fed up with his whole with this guy and his, their whole marriage and like this guy becoming a commie and moving to europe having to flee she said like fuck it filed for divorce went back to america took her child i think that's her first first child she, she comes up later i think her name is ramona reed um she went back with her mother to the states so um dean was alone in europe and he met this german woman german woman called wiebke oh <laughs> okay. very, wow that's very that's german name east german woman to be sure that's a east german name and um it, just to just to be to be complete uh, in italy he also like apart from his singing took up his uh, acting career again and obviously that was the time of the italo western he played a cowboy here and there but also like most of it didn't make the cut like i mean the movies made the cut but he didn't um he be- didn't become a big star and so after meeting this this um this um eastern german woman east german woman he moved to east germany to the gdr in 1972 and that's the part where, where how I actually came across Dean Reed, like because I, I I don't know, like it was something I read on the GDR or something, like shit historians do, you know. And like I, I stumbled across his name, like well, Dean Reed, the Red Elvis, popular in Eastern Bloc countries, lived in Germany, and now I'm spoiling myself. In which city he uh, he lived, he moved to Germany? He moved to he moved to Berlin actually. Okay. Like I I think they might have lived a bit uh, in, the, in the beginning they might uh, have lived in in Saxony actually because he married his wife in Döbeln in Saxony. It's like a medium-sized town I've never been to. And but like then um he he moved to East Berlin because um that's that's probably the Where most livable place in 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 East Germany. And also like that's the funny thing being an being an American, being an outspoken communist, having like fought political fights in Latin America, he also attracted the attention, as as is pretty much natural and obvious, of the GDR government, the GDR secret police. They were like, "What the fuck is this guy? You know, like, is he a spy? Is is this like is he a Trojan horse they wanna plant or something? Or is he is he is he is he is he, is he for real? And if he is for real, can we use him? Of course, you know." So I think he was a bit pampered, actually, also by the East German government. Like he, he always tried to fend off their attempts to incorporate him into their propaganda machine or like become a secret agent or something like this. But he was always on this brink of like he was riding the wave a little. Like in one of our former episodes, we discussed being an artist and especially being a musician in in socialist countries. He definitely had uh, like the, the the prime label, like the top tier uh, uh, um, allowances for all his artists. Yeah. You know, just just being like, you know, basically he, he he was probably seen like one of the Americans who who came here came over here voluntarily. <laughs> like for sure, we take this guy, you know, and make make the best we can out of him. Um, so he actually, to be sure, for our Berlin listeners, he lived in uh, Berlin Köpenick, like, um, Ooh, fancy. South, Southeast, uh, East Berlin. Was it fancy back then? I mean, as fancy as a socialist Germany was, but like for their standards, it pretty much was. Yeah. Sure. He had a lake, he had a lakeside house there. Um, his, 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 his marriage with his first German wife didn't actually, um, work out. Um, and later he married another East German woman. What's her name? 
Uh, Renate Blume is her name. Yeah, that sounds better. Renate Blume and she she's a good looking woman or was a good looking looking woman by then because they shot um, and also you might have not know that but I am talking I was talking about Italo westerns but actually um, western the western movie genre was also popular in East Germany or the Eastern Bloc per se I don't know if, how it was in the Soviet Union I don't think that much actually. We had Easterns. <laughs> Easterns. <laughs> Easterns. Mm-hmm. It's basically the same but with bears. I thought actually Easterns no, were we like we Jackie did. Chan movies. No, but. we had Easterns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had like uh, one big one about like a uh, civil war in Russia when it's like, but the Indians there are uh, uh, Siberians. T- no, like Tajiks and uh, Persians. Like these type of guys, you know. Oh yeah. So so like um, they were actually shooting like these. I, I find this hilarious. These mock-up westerns in mostly countries like Hungary or something. <laughs> they found like landscapes that like distantly looked a bit like the American West or something, and like dressed <laughs> up people as as uh, Native Americans and cowboys and. But that's another thing. Germans love uh, Native Americans. Yeah, yeah, because of the whole like Winnetou Karl May thing, and uh, like, you might have heard about this. Like this, like okay, this is like a absolute side note we might cut. But there was this guy in the nineteenth century who has never set foot to America. His name was Karl May, and he made up like five volumes of American Indian stories, basically, which are to this day, but with waning popularity, popular in Germany. Like it's most. Older Germans have written at least, uh, read at least one of those, That's those the books. That's the most confident man in history, probably. Yeah, he was, this yeah. Kalmai guy, he was an absolute con man. Like, never <laughs> been there, never done that, but he had, sure he had no idea, but he ho- told the stories very <laughs> confidently. Yeah. So he, he basically shaped the idea of, of Germans of the American West more even than John Wayne did or something. Mm. And, and with always with a slight inclination and quite a slight sympathy more than a slight sympathy towards American Indians and that's actually why and and the funny thing is like in 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 communist times in Germany that actually um, resulted in that in their western movies mostly the American Indians were the good guys <laughs> as, as it probably was more in history to be sure yeah, I mean that's and, factually true actually. And, and 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 the cowboys were more like the the guys who massacred them and and shit of course like that was like a whole uh, stylized version of criticizing capitalism mm-hmm. um so uh, shooting one of these movies he met his second um German wife Renate Blume and uh, yeah they moved together to this lake side house uh, or at least lived there together and um the thing is i mean like as much as you can say about dean reed's career from this point it pretty much like mid 70s late 70s he was popular to degree in soviet union czechoslovakia germany but um his star was fading basically there, there was like Elvis Presley was dead by this time already like this whole spiel wasn't working out that well uh, was anymore. he like during his lifetime using this he was the never. He, I think he never claimed to be the Red Elvis or something. So who who that called was, him Red Elvis? Yeah, that's a good question. Came actually, over this stuff. Um, and, and definitely a lot of documentarists did who made movies about his life later on. So mm. it's more like of a hindsight thing, I think. But also, as you said, like in Latin America, for example, he was pretty much face to face with Elvis Presley in the charts and whatnot. So the 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 similarities were there, but I think the Monica Red Elvis only was more like a like a. Yeah, yeah. After death thing, actually. Um, then 
his career pretty much ended like he had a concert here and there he had like a last movie produced like that the first movie that he actually wrote himself the script he wrote himself it was, was called sing cowboy sing and oh no and it's sing it's, cowboy sing 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 <laughs> oh cowboy sing is the musical about cowboys it's 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 more like a like a um how can you say like a comedy western or something like this ah. and um it wasn't even that popular in the eastern bloc states it's also Uh, also East Germany and these people will watch anything and <laughs> no they had Soviet cinema so it was good man <laughs> I mean it had it had this 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 air of exclusivity of having like westerns made by ourselves you know but the thing is it wasn't popular and the funny thing is I found uh, a, a review from Renate Holland Moritz Renate Holland Moritz is the um, most famous uh, film Uh, uh, what's it called? Film critic? Yeah, film critic. Film critic. Film, yeah. critic. film critic in East Germany. And she criticized his 1981 movie Sing Cowboy Sing The Follows. Unfortunately, um, the people who made the movie couldn't distinguish between intelligent wit and tawdry triviality, as little as between genuine feeling and cheap sentiment. The gags that follow each other here rarely reach above the belt. <laughs> that's, a, that's a German expression. It means like they're pretty they're much like they're clumsy humor. and pretty much yeah, yeah. toilety. Yeah. Um, Trashy. What is meant to be funny seems ridiculous. Um, that's the pretty devastating review about his last movie. Um, so yeah, after this thing, he, he, he even like got a, like a five day personality show called Sing Dean Sing. That was like the last, uh, like the exposure. last, the, the last exposure, the last great thing in his, in his career, basically. And, and from from this point on, um, he just became a normal citizen um, of the GDR. The thing is, like by this time, some American documentarists, some American journalists took increasing interest in him. He was actually he was still a U.S. citizen. He still kept his passport. He he erected a flagpole uh, in the, in the backyard of his, <laughs> of his villa with an American flag <laughs> in East Germany. That's a baller move. <laughs> the thing is, like he always he considered himself even American patriot. He just also considered himself a socialist. And I think that's a pretty cool thing because like the one doesn't exclude the other. No, of course. Um, um, just saying. very very rarely Americans realize that. <laughs> I close my eyes. I see American Revolution. I can see it clearly. Yeah. That, that he, he even he even like uh, refer re referenced or referred to the American Revolution and that real seventy seventy six revolution in the socialist way sometimes, which doesn't make too much sense in in my idea. But like, yeah, the thing is, um, um, he was by that time. There's some there's some records in the Stasi, the former East German secret police um, archive that uh, is now open to the public, um, that they even tried to. Um, Yeah, uh, recruit him as an agent, maybe like make him go back to the States and try to start uh, come back there and actually be an agent or something. But he refused. He, he wasn't up for that shit. He even then wrote a letter to Eric Honecker, who could one could say was the dictator of the GDR by that point, and, and said, like, stop that crap. And <laughs> Eric Honecker basically said, yes, okay, we'll do and leave you alone. Stop sending me letters. Um, <laughs> so, um, and here the most tragic part of his life well none of his was completely happy i think but like here the most tragic part started um dean reed's third marriage started to crumble he was like he had affairs also at least one affair with an estonian actress is known and like his his uh, german wife um renate who was an actor by herself and quite a successful one actually he got um 
increased she got increasingly jealous and um so in the year 1906 everything ended with dean reed being found dead in the lake 1996 in 1986 86 and found dead uh, in she the, was found dead. no he was found dead he was found dead After his career was over for a couple of years, he was found dead in the lake near his house. She and, did it. and that's the thing, like about his death, there's a lot of controversies. Like bef one of them is like, if it was a suicide in the first place, it seemed like it's de debatable or questionable because there was no note. Not everyone who commits suicide leaves a note, but most people actually do. That's like one of the first things how to actually identify suicide is people find a note. Um, but they didn't. The other thing is though, The, the, the not the US the GDR media staged this as an accident or like didn't stage but they framed it as an accident they, from the beginning from the outset said it was an accident because they didn't want to like have conspiracy theories or something like this um, the thing is this was for sure not an accident because of because of the documents we found later his wrists were cut and he had like an overdose of sleeping pills in his stomach The thing is, it's not like secret police, secret services don't kill people and make it look like like an accident. Um, so in the in the idea uh, or the ideas in the end still to this day, some people say the Stasi killed him, KGB killed him, the CIA killed him. Like all all of them had their their own reasons. Or his wife, I guess. maybe. I thought or his was, my, I was thinking his wife. Or his wife did it, or he just committed suicide. You don't really know. Um, I mean, if it was the GDR, you would know after the like the fall of the wall, at least maybe like When some of the documents. Yeah. The thing is, the Germans they love documenting. As shit. much as I want to, and still this is not an absolute proof, but as still as I much much as, as much as I want you want to uh, hear to maybe conspire conspirate uh, a bit more. The thing is, later on, after and that only came out after the German reunification and the archives were opened. They actually later on in his car found a 15-page suicide note, <gasps> where he where 15 page 15 page. Still, that could that could been a, have been a, 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 a forged one. You don't know, but um, yeah, it says like uh, the jealousy of his wife drove him crazy, and he didn't see like a career perspective. But he also made sure that to the to his last breath, he stayed a co communist or a Marxist. He rather preferred Marxist or socialist. Um, because communist probably was the worst he could be in the States by the time. Um, and uh, he still kept true to the idea and said, like, that was uh, not definitely not a mistake in his life to actually choose this political ideology and move to a socialist state. The fun thing is, like, that's up to speculation, though. Like, it was in 1986 he died, from whatever reason. Um, would he, if he actually committed suicide and would have wouldn't have done it and lived on for four or five years longer he would have seen the fall real, the real existing socialism fall around him and maybe that m might have made him kill himself i don't know um but yeah that's um the end of the story of dean reed and he was then buried in berlin but in 1991 to be sure his body was brought to boulder colorado to his family where he was um where he was buried His parents, to be sure, never visited him in, in, in Europe. His father was a staunch anti-communist and he was like, he, they, were, they didn't disavow him as a son or something, but like, they never tried to not talk politics, especially his father didn't, and they didn't visit him. I think his parents also broke up during all of what I just told you um, and his mother moved to Honolulu and there's like, I'll also come to some nice and interesting documentary recommendations, but um, 
there's one I saw where his mother is interviewed. She's living in Hawaii now, and she said like. Actually, she I think she visited him once. Sorry, that's I was I was doing wrong to her. She visited him once, and she says in this in this documentary that like she printed a T-shirt saying like Dean Reed's mother with a face of him <laughs> on. And when she went through the through the GDR customs, the East German customs, she like, opened her opened her jacket saying like I'm Dean Reed's mother. <laughs> and she was actually how American is that? And she was actually expecting everyone to clap or something, but they said like Yeah, fuck off and like do the customs now. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> She was a bit. She sounded a bit disappointed about it. Um, so yeah, if you. I guess my son was lying. He's not that big. Of a <laughs> yeah, probably she thought he was a fraud for the, at that yeah. moment. But it was already after his 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 his, his career basically ended. So um, if you too or our listeners want to get into um, Dean Reed a bit more, and there's three documentaries I can recommend from the. There's actually a bunch more. But these ones are from the last two decades. One is from uh, 2004, and it's actually a Russian one by Viktor Belyakov. Viktor Belyakov. It's called Who Are You, Mr. Reed? And that's like, how could it be other? It's the most speculative one that actually like goes most into like, was he a spy? Was he from the KGB? Was he from the CIA? Who killed him actually? And mm. what's the, the whole thing? The other one is called Red Elvis. Here we come back to the, to the name, yeah. the moniker. By a German, by a Berlinian called Leopold Grün from 2007. So it's in German language. So if you don't want to watch it with subtitles, I rather recommend for the English speakers another documentary called Red Elvis, but with a subtitle The Cold War Cowboy. So you see, like, oh. Dean Reed is followed by weird monikers. Um, by, uh, I don't know who's that by actually, but it, that one is the most recent. It's from 2022 and it's not exclusively by her, but it is with the participation of Ramona Reed, his first child who went back to the States and also probably wanted to cash out a little. I don't know. I mean, why not? But why not? Um, and actually this one was made despite, or like actually this one, not despite, but this one, the last one, Red Elvis, uh, the Cold War Cowboy could only be made after... Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks had bought the rights to the <laughs> to the to the Dean Reed story for a, and held them for a while, and only after he dropped the rights that this one, the last documentary, could have been made. Wow! So really, in an alternate universe, we have a Tom Hanks movie where he plays Dean Reed. I don't know. He is in the new Elvis movie too, I think. Yeah, Not he's as like Elvis, drugging actually. Elvis or something. Right? So maybe he would be the 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 drugging manager of Dean Reed in another universe, or one of his wives. Or his wife. He's a good actor. You know, when Tam Tom Hanks gets old, he should play himself in his biography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Playing, Tom uh, <laughs> playing Tom Hanks as, like, what's his name again? Like, most famous role? I forgot Forrest it. Forrest Gump? Forrest Gump, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. That would be great. Tom Hanks playing Tom Hanks playing <laughs> Forrest Gump. Yes. Man, it will kill um, the box office. It will, that like, would be, be a good movie. Uh, That's a good movie. That's a tearjerker right there. So, yeah, that was the uh, tragic story of Dean Reed, the, the communist cowboy. I, mean, I, I would say it has some struggles. It wasn't tragic. I mean, the death, of course, was. <laughs> if anything, it's just like don't call yourself Elvis ever. In Eastern Berlin, like thrown in a lake. That's not. That's not. The, which which month do you know when he was? Like, if it was very cold. Oh, let me let me see. Let me see if I wrote that down. Month of death. <laughs> I think it was in summer actually. Yeah. It was in June, June thirteenth. Oh, that's okay. great! That's a great, great, great time, to, great time, great time to go to the lake. Yeah. Also, Copenhagen is beautiful in June. Dude. I didn't look up if June thirteenth was a, was a Friday. Also, oh, it was. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. This actually is someone who was. He was true to what he believed. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, he did. I mean, 
you you don't hear about such thing, such things a lot like moving mm. to the GDR from America. That's Usually when you hear cool. about these guys, they are like cuckoo a little bit. Like when all these Americans... Yeah, like his friends back in the US would be like, wow, he's crazy, man. Yeah, I was thinking fun. about like his dad trying to explain to others, being like, so where's uh, where's Dean? And he's like, oh, he's in um, <laughs> Moscow <laughs> in the 60s. He's working with the CIA. He's in East Berlin. Oh, he's, you know, he's, uh, he's got his things, uh, you know. Yeah. We don't see him much anymore. And, and, and the documentary I saw, there's also a funny scene where, where his father says, like, being an old, really old person, the documentary is from, like, the late late 80s, early 90s. He says, like, um, yeah, um, and uh, when he came back from Latin America, Dean explained to me that he's a socialist now. And he, I said, like, what, you're a commie? And he said, like, no, I'm a socialist. And, and he explained lengthily to me what the difference between uh, a communist and a socialist is. But I didn't really understand. <laughs> <laughs> Or I refuse to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, who cares? Communist, socialist. Yeah, for them it's all the same. Just disown your son, dude. What the fuck are you doing? Which they didn't do. I mean, like that's also like you have to give to the parents what what uh, yeah. belongs to them, right? Yeah. And like, they still stayed in touch and didn't really relate a lot to their son's life. But it's still a little bit like intense that if he killed himself, that's you know, fifteen pages. Yeah. D- do we know what was in on the like what's mainly uh, on the death note? And on the death note, note, yeah, well, uh, from, from the note. from the per, from the personal <laughs> reasons, <laughs> from the personal reasons, he's uh, like, probably he was depressed. But by the time manly men didn't write in their even not in their suicide letters that that uh, they were depressed. But like he mostly uh, said, like I mean, like, he still said he loved his wife, but he also said like her jealousy drove him crazy. And there were incidents, for example, not in the in the suicide letter, but like. Later on in the in the um, Stasi archives, there's there's notes uh, about that he, for example, got stopped by the East German traffic police, and then he started yelling at them that they're fascists, and everybody in the country is fed up with their fucking government. <laughs> and he he went a little cuckoo in the end. I mean, like he, he's right about what he said there, but like also. Um, not many people had the balls. Also, he was an American citizen and like couldn't yeah, throw him in jail as easily. They couldn't do but he was probably also still claiming a, to be a Marxist, but pretty, like, uh, disencouraged by, like, how actual life and <laughs> actual <laughs> existing socialism was in the end, yeah. I mean, it, 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 for sure, I don't know what uh, exactly is in the 15-page suicide note. I don't think it's even open to the public, but... Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm reading about it now. He uh, It's mainly about the, his wife's yeah. jealousy, and it said uh, he said about, like, he did not renounce socialism and it, it is the only solution to the main problems for the humanity of the world. That's what he said. It's such a weird thing to put in your suicide note. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds maybe way, like it was made by the KGB. By the way, I'm, I still believe in socialism. <laughs> <laughs> it's a non-political suicide. Also, man, 15 pages. That's brutal. Wouldn't you want people to read your suicide note? Come on. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, like, if I was suicidal, I wouldn't be able Dude, to write 15 pages. Dude, if my kid that I then. loved killed himself and left a suicide note that's like two pages long... <laughs> You would read the first. Page. I would not. <laughs> I would. I say, come on. I, I thought mean, you better if I spend, than that. If I spend time, like, if I want to commit suicide and I have to write fifteen pages, <laughs> you have, to, you mean, have a deadline. I'll, I'll, I'll rethink it. Like, I write the suicide note and then, you know what? You know what? Maybe, live to Maybe we're talking about happens. Chat GPT. You can probably upload it there, like, shorten it down a little bit. <laughs> Chat GPT, yeah. write a suicide letter. No, you give him your letter. You just like, <laughs> yeah, can yeah. you shorten it a little bit? Can you like take out the? That's me. Can you write a suicide letter? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I have no time. I want to kill myself. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, if the fucking AI doesn't call the police, then that's a fucking evil machine. Oh, fuck, I wish we had it on a computer right now. I really want to <laughs> ask it to write a suicide note for me. <laughs> Man, yeah. So, yeah. Elvis left the building, dude. Elvis left the building. Good guy. Yeah, so, if there is no further notes from you. He's buried in, in Boulder, by the way. He's, mer- He's buried in Boulder, Boulder Colorado. Yeah. I don't know why I, I mean, now Boulder, the, because he d- didn't live there. It's but. the most liberal white place, I think, in the US. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe he succeeded. Maybe he like had something in his decaying body that like dissipated into the ground and yeah, yeah. To, to water there. Sprouted into Bernie voters. Exactly. Or so into in the end into weed hell yeah dude true that's why he was buried in balder that's why they legalized it there because the soil is so so nice from the red, yeah, red yeah. Elvis. the red leaf red leaf yeah dude i wish like communism existed long enough for there to be like communist countries that would like legalize weed and have like their own communist names for <laughs> like soviet union imagine yeah, names yeah, yeah. for weed would be like uh selling kush no it would be it would it would be a like uh uh it would be uh, like pine cone or some shit like that <laughs> and then the other one would a be a bland cheat <laughs> yeah or they also like different uh, uh, like different birds or something like the f- falcon you know something like that <laughs> red, red falcon red, red falcon ah <laughs> uh, now I want to fuck this to it now I want to see other red things like stuff that was uh, called <laughs> red versions of the uh uh, I'm like uh, I want to see every kind of uh, I, 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 Ivan Drago type of thing. Red you Beatles. Know? Red Beatles. Red oh, Pink Floyd. Oh, to be sure, there's Red Beatles. Well, Red Beatles is five comrades. Yeah. No, no, no. Really, <laughs> really. <laughs> in the GDR, there was a band called October Club, uh, well, Club of October, and they were basically shaped by the state after the Beatles because the Beatles. Did they give them the haircut during the Beatlemania when the Beatles became successful? They basically the state said like, no, we can't have this capitalist shit. No, they weren't Russians. They can't have this capitalist shit in our country. We have to come up with something similar. And they made them sing like songs about the revolution, but in like a Beatles style. We got our own Beatles. Yeah. We call them cockroaches. We we all living. <laughs> we are all living on the red submarine. Actually, we're trapped. We're actually we're We're actually trapped on the red submarine. Can somebody <laughs> s- send help? <laughs> <laughs> we all trapped on the red submarine. We're going down. No one cares. <laughs> we are <laughs> trapped in Chernobyl. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, sorry for all the victims of Chernobyl. You're just kidding. Uh, yeah, too soon, guy. Too, too soon. soon. Too soon. <laughs> Gotta wait two more years. <laughs> Only two. <laughs> oh, dude, I had a friend. Uh, his dad was like one of the first. Resp- I don't know why I'm laughing. He was one of the first responders. <laughs> I'm laughing because Good when times. I say first responders, I think of 9/11, and then I that makes me laugh. But this is not funny. It's Chernobyl. So. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, well, his dad was one of the first responders, and he, like, av- he went there six months after like coming back from chernobyl just lost all his ca- hair and then was bald only the hair only just the lost hair. all his hair sounds like a pretty good outcome yeah he didn't, get, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't like get cancer or whatever he just he didn't have eyebrows or whatever he just lost all his hair <laughs> all, his, all his body hair was gone yeah <laughs> i mean like you don't know about the pubes i'm sure but like i never you can checked, assume but, they, yeah. they his son did, definitely didn't have pubes i tell you that right now you, ch- <laughs> <laughs> you check that <laughs> uh i met uh, an ukrainian guy in the way like not now when i was living there like 
2015. Oh, this golden age. Uh, he had like his pupil was in in the white part of the eye. Oh uh, shit! Like, because well, like, like his parents yeah. had some radiation close to uh, anyway and mm. while they were pregnant with him, from Chernobyl, and it looked like so sorry like it looked so straight like the, pu- the pupil is in. Is somewhere is that was he had to wife. like look with his eye like this to see anything. was wait, did it work was the was the like you mean like the black thing the black spot was on the, the white yeah, thing, the thing that but the, was there this this other thing the, the iris or whatever yeah, it's yeah, called the was there too what the, the fuck is ah, so he's it's just the pupil without the iris is on the other side so and the iris is just closed the iris is there there's no people inside <laughs> there's no people inside pupil, pupil. <laughs> Uh, but the the, it didn't work. The, Could he see out of his eye or not? He said he can, but it looked or, or, or like. Did he need to like close one and then turn it? it was like, at, at the time, it felt so weird just to know the technique, how he looks, how he perceives things, because it would look so bad. Like just looking at this fucked up eye and yeah, see how it works. So what? what so I usually was looking at the, at the floor when I was. Was he also stuff. like animator? No, he was, was he also an animator? Like <laughs> no, you? No. <laughs> 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 you would just like pop up a bunch of shitty movies. <laughs> I don't remember what he made. Uh, how do you know him? Uh, his wife was a friend. Ah, okay. Yeah. Damn, got pulled off a lady too. Nice, dude. Eastern Eastern European women will date anybody <laughs> <laughs> as long as they have a pupil, no matter where it is. <laughs> uh, no, she wasn't an Eastern European. Ah, okay. So yeah, yeah. Why is that actually in your opinion? Because it's you know slim pickings, you know. Whenever in the you tell you Eastern European woman, there's all so the I mean, if the average guy looks like Putin, yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that's what I mean. That's <laughs> so it's bar. basically Eastern like, men that make him date. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> it's the, men. that's the only place where there's plenty of fish in the sea. That's the only one where it's wrong. Like there's barely any fish in the sea. Yeah, and it's all like got fucked up eyes from radiation. It's just <laughs> like it's just the people in the in the wrong place. That's not a big deal. I've never. I think it's a huge deal. I've never heard of something like that. Especially if it works, then it's amazing. Yeah. It's a ginormous deal. Like usually you get like some fucked up. It doesn't work. I mean, an eye like this, you'd sell it in black market for so much. Yeah, I know. We could like get <laughs> for, for collectors. Yeah. So <laughs> it probably it's probably like good luck. It's probably like a delicacy in China or something. Yeah, <laughs> that was your eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> Nuclear uh, eyeball. Yeah. Traditional Chinese medicine <laughs> makes it go up like nothing. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Too bad for fucking Dean Reed for not being born related to Lou Reed. Yeah, yeah. or Norman Reed, or Norman Reed, or Norman Reedus. That's his actual name. <laughs> from the or who is Norman Reed? <laughs> Norman Reedus, the guy the, yeah, from, yeah, Walking no, from Walking Dead. Ah, he's it's not Reed. Ah, you didn't. That's what you mean. Yeah, yeah. He's Reedus. Norman ah, Reedus. Reedus. Okay, which is a weird name. Yeah, I don't know. It's like the Latin version of Reed. <laughs> they should have at least called him the Normus too. Normus Reedus. <laughs> Enormous Reedus. Enormous Reedus. Reedus. The, the third. <laughs> Enormous Reedus. Uh, well, yeah. thank you, yeah. York. That was uh, cool. Say something nice now. <laughs> <laughs> that was really cool. That thank you, York. I fucking love red stuff. Yeah. And I think we've got yeah. something. It's actually the second episode I did about... A red version of from something. the GDR. Exactly. <laughs> so it's a mere coincidence, but those are deep dives. Dude. Keep, keep it going. Keep yeah. it going. Keep These it people, 
They 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 forced these people to listen to some some of the worst music ever created. <laughs> it is also funny interviews with uh, pa uh what's passengers I wanted to say no with um, pedestrians in Moscow or Leningrad streets uh, mm -hmm. about Dean Reed's music and everybody's like it's so funny like I'm I'm just amazed by that like a people look much more happy than they look now when people are interviewed in Russia. Oh, yeah. Why do you think... Uh, you <laughs> it's so, it, looks, it looks like fucking paradise yeah. compared to when I see pictures from Russia now. Oh, yeah. And they say, like, there's, they're all cheerful and everything in the Russian way, you know, like, they're very composed. I mean, as Russianly happy you can get. Exactly, exactly. They're, they're pretty much euphoric you for have Russians. Like a, you, this is, that, that's, the listeners won't see it, but that's how it gets. Yeah, and they're like, so what do <laughs> Yeah, it was like a mild <laughs> smile. It's not even a smile, it's more like... <laughs> that's the, that's <laughs> yeah exactly they asked like yeah what do you think about Dean Reed's music and they're like smiling a little saying yeah I like, like him he's good <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how I imagine Soviet Russians to be of euphoric probably lying though. <laughs> they're like well, there's probably. a camera on me <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> the, the KGB is behind the camera with I'll a gun say you nice. better fucking like Lou Reed whatever Dean Reed <laughs> whatever <laughs> the American guy <laughs> like this guy dude you know who the fuck I'm talking about there's not a lot of Americans singing fucking communist songs out here okay just say you like them. Yeah. So? Well, well. Thank you all for listening and see you next time with more Dubai sponsored Kami music. <laughs> Great, Ilya. It wasn't me, it was the Moab. <laughs> it's his favorite song. <laughs> next time, uh, BK, yeah? Next time, what? Burger King? Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> Burger King. All right, ciao. Stay safe in traffic. Yes. Cheers.